Hello, hello. You are listening to the Hub Sports Podcast. I'm Peter Holland, and this is Buck Mahoney. Howdy. <laughs> Had a great weekend, Buck? It was all right. Put a little more golf in. Let's don't talk about the golf. Okay. <laughs> what about what about NFL? You watch any NFL actions? Very little. Very little? How little are we talking? Did you at least see the Chiefs-Browns game? Nope. Why? Well, I was playing golf. It was a it was a late game. It was a four o'clock game, three o'clock game. Uh, after we played golf, we had a little cookout. That was the best part of the golf. Where I was, there was no internet, no cable television, no nothing. So no NFL. So you were unaware that the Chiefs beat the Browns after being trailed thirty three to ten in the first half. Wasn't unaware, but didn't watch it. That was probably one of the highlights of that game, other than Aaron Rodgers getting smacked by the New Orleans Saints. That was a shocker. Oh, and my Miami Dolphins beat the Patriots 17-16. Fins up. I was at the Fanatics, some restaurant, and with some couple guys, and we were just watching NFL Sunday all day. But who else got a good day? The city of Kearney. This was a great weekend for Kearney sports in general. UNK coming off a huge win against Pitt State. Kearney High dismantling North Platts. Triple option, Carney Catholic winning late. Oh, and UNK ranked in the top 25 and UNK Volleyball, number one. Which one do you want to talk about first, but I'll leave it up to you. Oh, we can talk Loper football. It was, uh, it was kind of a surprising result because Pitt was ranked in the top 25, and it's not an easy place to play. Particularly if the game started out, uh, Pittsburgh won the first half. Dominated the second quarter, but... Uh, it, was, it was all Pitt State. It was up 17-7 to at the half. And then Carney made some adjustments, and the second half was all Carney. It was typical the way Carney wants to play. Carney had some long, sustained drives, run a lot of time off the clock, and all of a sudden, Pittsburgh is sitting there at the end of the game, down two scores, knowing that they only got one possession left. And... You also got to give credit to the defense as well and the adjustment that they made. They shut Pitt State all the way down. They were, what, 21 unanswered points. That was impressive. And T.J. Davis named MIAA Player of the Week. He was 11 for 17 for 198 yards, three touchdowns, under five rushing yards on the ground. He's continuing to be impressive this season. So... UNK is just continuing to impress people on a national scale now that they're ranked up number 25, which is the first time they were ranked since 2011. Um, that's what I saw. Also, Zach Schlager, the linebacker that transferred from the Huskers, he was the MIAA Defensive Player of the Week. Right. And you're right, the defense really stepped up. Coach Levi Gallus, you know, that's his second game as the uh, defensive coordinator, has made some pretty good adjustments. This is probably the team that is really good at making adjustments after the second half. That's probably a good way of playing that. So far, so good. So far, so good. This Saturday, they they got Washburn. It's a day game. And Washburn, they're 2-0 as well. Um, what is what are some things that we need to be aware about Washburn? The, the Ichabod, like we call it. Yeah. <laughs> or the Ichabod, for that matter. Ichabods. The Ichabods. <laughs> or some other more derogatory things we can call them. Uh <laughs> Don't get the Topeka folks mad. I got people I know over there. So. Continue. Topeka's a good place. Washburn is just <laughs> a pain in Carney's side. Going clear back to Carney's first game in the MIAA. Should have beaten Washburn. Had things under control until they, you know, the Lopers 
snapped the ball over the punter's head. Uh, went, and that ended up with a touchdown and threw an interception that ended up with a touchdown. Um, just year after year, things happen when Carney plays Washburn. And it works out in Washburn's favor. Any notable players on the Washburn team that we should keep our eye on? I haven't really looked at Washburn yet. I just, I just know that something weird will happen. Something weird gonna happen at Fosterville. Yep. One p.m. game. I think it's gonna be pretty interesting to watch. I don't know which one you want to prefer to actually go to, go to Fosterville or watch Nebraska Cornhuskers could get beat by Oklahoma. Choice is yours. I'll, I'll watch the first quarter of the Huskers before I move over to Foster Field. <laughs> and we'll, we'll keep posted in the press box. We'll know what's going on in Norman. <laughs> sure thing. Sure thing. Big win for UNK football. They're now ranked number 23rd. We can't deny that we got the number one team in the country here in UNK. Volleyball team. That will be an even better showdown at 6 o'clock over at the Health and Sports Center. Number one, UNK versus number three, Washburn. That's a Saturday's game at 6 p.m. That's I'm probably going to probably check that out myself. I am just want to see how – I haven't seen a UNK volleyball game yet. But, um, you know, schedule-wise, it's just been busy. But I definitely want to see it for myself, see what I'm working with it. But no surprise that this team is number one. You can say about that. We'll get to talk to former Kearney Catholic setter Shayla Connor, who's the assistant coach at Washburn now. Shayla was a two-time player of the year for us. And she was briefly an assistant at Kearney, mm. briefly an assistant at Missouri Western, and now is the uh, number one assistant at Washburn. That's really great. That, that's a good story right there. And I'm looking forward to hearing about her and and um, the program that she's been building with Washburn. That's going to be a, a good match. Before that, they do play Emporia State. I guess you can say that's going to be like a, an appetizer, you can say, before they plays, play Washburn. Yeah, yeah. Carney should win that game. It's still, it's an MIAA game, and it'll be won't be easy. But yeah, Carney should should beat Emporia State to set up the showdown with Washburn. UNK volleyball. They're coming off a home victory of their um, Rosella Meyer UNK Fall Classic. Southern Nazarene, Shadron State, West Texas A&M. They're supposed to play Min Minot State. Why not? My, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> Just. Well, just fire me right now. I I gotta know these names properly. Just 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 come me loose now. Minot, <laughs> Minot had a COVID issue and pulled out of the tournament. Uh, they were winless coming in. So so even regardless if they did did play, I'm sure UNK will probably beat them. They'll be nine and zero right now. Well, congrats UNK for taking the number one spot. They play Emporia State. That will be their first conference open conference opener this coming Friday. And then they got the showdown against Washburn on Saturday at 6 p.m. Both games are at 6 p.m. You'll be on the lookout for that game. Flip a coin, Buck. Carney High or Carney Catholic? Oh, let's do Carney High. Let's do Carney High. Did you ever expect that game to turn out the way it turned out, Buck? I mean, we said last week that it was probably going to be an interesting game, that being a dare-to-run option team, and they have shown some success in those last couple games. But did you ever thought that? First of all, it would be 20 to nothing in the first quarter, let alone be 42 to 14 by the end of the game. I think the the way that the game played out was a surprise, yes. Carney winning, not a total surprise. Carney North Platte is a rivalry that Carney has uh, had the better better of. So not totally surprised that Carney won the game. Sure. But the manner in which they won was a surprise. 
Carney High beat North Platte 42 to 14. My takeaway for that game, watching that, is the defense. That was probably the best defensive performance that that we we're ever going to see from Carney. They were fundamentally sta- sound the entire time. And fuck, I'm sure you would agree how triple option could be complex in a way, right? Just the way how they run. It could be the ball can go one end, but the the offensive line can go the opposite way. That can confuse the linebackers. Or with the quarterback, you don't know if he's going to keep the ball or he's going to pitch to the running back. But if you definitely play assignment football, one gets the quarterback, one gets the pitch man. Do your reads. Do your job. The that's what Belichick says all the time to his players, to his defensive guys. Do your job. And that's exactly what they did. And also, Carney High, once again, continuing to find ways to get a hold of the football. They recovered three fumbles. No, they, they recovered two fumbles. North Platte fumbled the ball three times, and they recovered two, and all set up in the scoring drive for the Bearcats. One was a scoop and score from DeAndre Dugway. Another thing to do to say is I even mentioned last week that you can say I kind of called out guys like Parker Weiss and Doug Watt, that they're going to be challenged against that running team led by Vince Ginato, who didn't really get a whole lot of carries that game, by the way. But until late, until late in the game when it was already garbage time, they showed out, especially Parker Weiss, who knocked the quarterback senseless the entire game, including forcing that fumble that led to that scoop and score. And that was very impressive, the way they shoot their gaps, the way they run assignment football the entire time. And that was the most prepared that I've seen from Carney High. And that's going to be a huge momentum move. It moved them up to number eight. Your thoughts on that, bud? Turnovers kill. Yes, they do. You cannot survive three or four turnovers as especially, you know, in Class A because opposing teams take advantage of turnovers. And when you're an option team, you can't afford to get behind, which North Platte did. So they were in trouble from right from the get go. Right from the get go, with, with turnovers, getting behind, just was not going to work for them. So I spoke to both Parker Weiss and DeAndre after the game, and they made some valid points. DeAndre said it himself that after that win against Grand Island, when they had six turnovers in that game, that was the bar they wanted to set for themselves. They wanted to see if they could either match that or even beat it. I don't know that would be possible, but each week they continue to find ways to get the ball and set the offense up to a scoring drive. Two turnovers against Omaha Burke, even though they lost, they kept it a more competitive game and then got to North Platte. Even though they didn't throw the football, they still find ways to force fumbles and recover the football and led to them to let them score and drive. So that was, again, Carney Hyde continuing to find ways to create turnovers. As of now, they got 10 this season so far and only in three games. Turnovers do kill. And Parker Weiss even told me after the game that the more you win the turnover battle, the high probability that you will get the win. And I definitely will agree with that. I can't think of a team that will get as many turnovers like Carney Heidi, almost unheard of, you would say. Right. I even listened to uh, the coach who's now at Presbyterian in South Carolina that was the high school coach in Arkansas that never punts. And he was going through analytics and he was saying, you know, turnovers are the number one indicator of who's going to win the ball game. I remember when I talked to Coach Cool and we were just talking about turnovers, I was even asking, would there be any chance you give them like a turnover chain or something like that? Or is there any kind of gimmick? Cool is not that kind of guy. That's not going to happen. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's not going to happen. But that will be something really 
fun to do just to reward the defense for making a huge play because every time they make a turnover, it's a game changer. Heads off to Carney High. They're now 2-1. They moved up to number eight, and they kept North Platte out of the top 10. Now they got Miller West. It'll be They're back on the road at Miller West. They're 1-2 and two right now. The notable loss, but their notable losses were to Elkhorn South. That was a 35-21 in week one. They beat Miller North 56-32, but they're coming off a loss to Miller South, which obviously Miller South is another top 10 team, or top five for that matter. They're 3-0 as well. They lost to them 46-7 last week. But I think one thing to take away for that game, and I'll have a full preview of this coming week, so be on the lookout on thecarneyhub.com. But from what I've seen from Miller West is that they've been challenged, of course. They can score, and they do got guys. I mean, they got a few Metro teams that could give Carney a hard time. Uh, notable players that I got a chance to look up, Tony Fela, he, that, that's his name, who recently got offered by Southeast Missouri. He's a, he's a big guy, six six foot two, 250 pounds. And then there's this guy named Trace Thadden, six foot eight, 230-pound tight end. That's a big boy guy for a high school player. Six foot eight, 230 pounds. He committed to North Dakota. Those two guys, you can pretty much just say that the size for Miller West, that's probably going to be interesting to watch, of, you can say. Right, Buck? Right. Miller West and Kearney High have always had pretty good games. They've always been pretty evenly matched. And I think if you look at the two schools, academics, uh, I don't know, everything, they're, they're fairly equal. Sure. Enrollment. Sure. All all the other intangibles, uh, their two schools are very similar. Sure thing, sure thing. I think one thing I would say for this game is that this is another doable win for Carney High, though. The the confidence that they continue to build. They need a road win. They haven't haven't had a road win yet. This could be another big test for them going against another Omaha team with some stellar athletes out there. One thing just to think about, Buck. If they do beat Miller West, we're talking about a Carney High team that's gonna be going against Bellevue West the following week at three and one. I don't know if you see that as a big deal or not, but in a way, you're talking about a team that with all the momentum in the world and you see how they've been making plays offensively and defensively, you can honestly say that going into that next week against Bellevue West, this is gonna probably be as interesting than what we're turning out to be, the more Carney High continue to make those impressive wins, would you say? If Carney High can take care of Miller West, which I think they can, yes, the Bellevue West game is, is probably the biggest game of the regular season until Bellevue runs into like Omaha West Side or Miller South. Or I don't know if they play each other, but I'm pretty sure that Bellevue West and West Side play each other. Bellevue West was coming off a close win against Creighton Preps. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, Creighton Preps always pretty good. That doesn't surprise me, but yeah, with the Carney High Bellevue West, just because of what happened last year, that that's the big, that'll be the featured game for the at least the first half of the season. Look, I know you and I both. We can't wait to preview that game next week. But right now, the focus is Millard West. This will definitely be an interesting game. One of those games that Carney High has to have. Continue to build that momentum. The game is at Millard West Friday night at seven. Good luck to the Bearcats. Now. Carney Catholic is coming off a tight win against St. Paul, 14-7. It was tied up to the fourth quarter 
and uh, Stars. They scored late in the fourth quarter. Led to Brett Mahoney's 10-yard pass to Cade Ullman. He was wide open, too. I don't know what happened in that play. It was kind of a busted play, you can say, for, on St. Paul's defensive side. And it led to Carney Catholic win against St. Paul. That was uh, that was a big test for for Carney Catholic. We said it even in our last show that St. Paul might be winless, but this is probably the best team right now that still hasn't have a win yet. And they've been challenged already. And they know that St. Paul was going to come in hungry. Knowing that you're coming in their town and their hostile environment, that they're going to make it tougher on Carney Catholic. And that's one way of looking at it. But on the other side of, well, if you're a Carney Catholic, not only that you've been tested, but you're also coming off another huge road win, and you won in a clutch moment, in a tight moment. So if you're Coach Harvey, you still got a lot, a lot of things to work to do as you guys get, as they get ready for Ogalala. <laughs> yeah, am I saying that right, Buck? No. <laughs> Ogalala. <laughs> I just had to stop there. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Um, Ogalala. 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 Been one of the more interesting games for Carney Catholic for the last two or three years, um, both in football and in basketball. And hopefully things have calmed down a little bit. We won't have some of the extracurricular stuff that we've had in the past. Oh, do do tell. Tell me about those extracurricular activities in the past. Um, it's it's. I know it's a rivalry game. That's, yeah, that's obvious. And I already got. I already got players already messaging me and telling me, hey, are you coming Are you coming to our game this Friday? Are you coming to this game this Friday? I was like, of course. I mean, we'll see. But go on. I'm going to tell you about the extracurricular activity. It, it goes back to when this year's senior class was freshman on the basketball court, and Ogallala was an older team and clearly intimidated the young Kearney Catholic team. It was not a good result for Kearney Catholic. They uh, had to grow up quite a bit and learn how to handle adversity because they didn't do well at the Amherst tournament and they got beat. And anyhow, it carried over the next year in football with six personal fouls in the first half. And it carried over into basketball where we had an incident with a referee getting blocked. (laughs) Wait, what? Blocked? Yeah, more or less. And, you know, there were technical fouls. And so, anyhow, Ogallala and Kearney Catholic have had a little history lately. Last year, uh, COVID year, there, it wasn't too bad. And honestly, when they, when they played the state tournament game just before the shutdown, that was a pretty good game, well played, not much extra going on. But uh, Ogallala and Kearney Catholic have had a little history lately. We'll see how things settle down. A lot of the kids, like I say, Ogallala was an older team mm-hmm. when it all started, and those kids are all gone. So, And, and Kearney Catholic is not entirely innocent in all this either. <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing for sure is Coach Harvey is he's going to make sure that they keep it clean there. With They don't want to end up having no no trash talking or any kind of brawl or such and such, but I don't know what's going to go down. I don't know much about this right I'm definitely looking forward to covering that game, but I'm just looking at it with Ogallala. 
is that I'm, am I saying that right, Buck? You're getting closer. I'm getting, I'm getting closer. I'm improving. <laughs> Ogalala lost a broken bow, 30-6 in their opening game, but then they won two straight. They shut out Holdridge, 30 to nothing, and then they went to a shootout with Chase County where they put 63 points on them. 63 to 34 over Chase County. They're led by their quarterback, Harry Kasky. He was a sophomore, six foot four, 200 pounds, 408 passing yards, three touchdowns, 316 on the ground. So that's another, that probably going to be another challenge for Garney Catholic after, um, I'm sure, Ogalala. Ogalala. I, I got it. I got to keep working on that. But, um, <laughs> Lakota is not your first language. No. <laughs> What's their mascot, by the way? Are they the Indians, t- the Indians right? Like I said, Lakota is not your first no. language. I'm just going to say the Indians. How have the people been Ogalala listen to this and come after me? If I If they are, I am sorry ahead of time. But anyways, if you're the Indians and you see that Carney Catholic, they're not as dominant than what they turn out to be. I'm sure they got some high confidence going in that game, coming in their home turf. I'm sure Carney Catholic probably thinks the same way, that they think that the stars are not as good than what they are they're paying out, being that they got two easy wins against Wood River, Shelton, and Gothenburg, but then going against a winless St. Paul, there might be something that's going to be interesting about that game, would you say? Yeah, we're going to we're going to see how some things shake out. Oglala losing the Broken Bow, that's no... We're finding out that Broken Bow is pretty darn good. Coach Har, every week, he just keeps... He keeps proving, proving, his, proving him right. So. Start, starting to believe Broken Bow is pretty good. Um, St. Paul, 0-3, I still think they're better than that. Carney Catholic, I still think, is pretty good. I think they're... This will be this will be a test. They'll have to show up, but uh, they've got tougher games coming up. Corner Catholic is number three in their class. Though, last we checked, am I correct that they're number three right now in the ratings? In the ratings, in the point standings, Carney Catholic and Ogallala are right next to each other. They are practically the same in the point standings. So this could really that could really help them if they if they win this yeah, game. Yeah, this will be a good good point game for whoever wins it. Carney Catholic plays. Ogalala, right? No, Ogalala. 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 I'm just going to keep saying that until I get it right. Ogalala. 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 Moving on. <laughs> Let's end this on a high note. Um, do you have any top performers, Buck? Either it could be a player, it could be a team, it could be anywhere in our area. Who you got? got a couple. Um... Max Minot, a kicker for Overton, set school record with a 40-yard field goal. But then he also made a mistake of kicking to Trevin Wynn. Oh, my gosh. Trevin had a big game with uh, two punt returns for touchdowns and a kickoff return for a touchdown. So don't kick it to Trevin Wynn <laughs> of Pleasanton. I'm surprised they didn't figure that out the first time. <laughs> There he went, and I, I'm sure we all remember our last episode how he scored three touch, three rushing touchdowns that beat Axtell last week. Um, that guy can do it all. He's pretty much everywhere from running the football on defense to now on returning punts and kicks. So Trevor went. He is killing it. Anyone on the girls' side? Team wise, Amherst handed Sumner their first loss. 
So, and then Amherst turned around and lost to Hershey. Mm -hmm. So, Amherst, Overton, SEM, all with one loss. Uh, Bertrand finally got ship righted. They got a few wins. Shelton's up to 11 and 1. They won a weekend tournament. So, Kearney High getting back up to 500 is sort of big. And we'll see where Kearney Catholic goes this weekend. They've got a big game, big tournament at Gothenburg where they'll run into Minden, which is also playing quite well. Yes, they are. They're also in the top 10 in the ratings. My top performers on the boys' side, I got to give it to. I already mentioned it um, earlier in the show that Carney High defense just impressed me. I'm just going to get the entire defense love. Just the way they perform, how well prepared they were going against a, a North Platte team. They were they're far more aggressive, taking out that running attack. Uh, Parker Weiss was sensational. I hope by the end of the by the end of the week, Park Weiss gets more offers. He only got one Division One offers with Valparaiso. I'm sure there's going to be a few more coming his way. DeAndre Dugwa picking up that fumble recovery that led to a scoop and score. I think it was an all-around team performance on the defensive side. On the girls' side, uh, you mentioned uh, Carney High volleyball going three and one, three and one in their home uh, Invitational. They took they took second place, losing out to Gretna which I'm sure Gretna is a really good team. Uh, shout out to um, Coach Brandon, who had his 400th win during that weekend. But I think my probably the person that stood out on Carney High was Annalise Luke. She looked really good in all those, each of those matches against the Grand Islands, Grand Island Northwest, and North Platte. She had 17 kills, four aces total entire game. I think she, to me, was probably my top performer. And like you said, Going three one, that was big for them because now they're back to five hundred at six and six. So it was a good weekend for the Carney High volleyball team. Now as they get ready for the second half of the season, they go up to Columbus on Tuesday. Uh, that's probably going to be an uh, interesting to watch. So where's best for the um, Carney High volleyball team? Um, Coach T said he's a no nonsense kind of guy when it comes to volleyball. He's always emphasizing playing with no errors, just playing clean volleyball. That's his. That's his forte, and I'm sure he's continuing to build that system for that for the Bearcats, you could say. Any last words before we go, Buck? I think this week we got some uh, key volleyball matchups coming up that uh, be fun to watch. A lot of good FKC teams are starting to play each other. Um, yeah, there's going to be some good games coming up for volleyball. Any in particular that caught your eye any specifically? And what about Friday, Friday night? Which, which football game? in the area that that um, you're looking forward to see or something that we should be on the lookout for. Friday night, Wallace at Wilcox Hildreth. Six-man game. Okay, okay. Might We've, be like 75 I, to 70, I, but... I, 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 was just, I was just about to ask you, uh, over or under 50 points, and you, know, you kind of answered that for me. Yeah, it'll be over. <laughs> <laughs> Six-man ball. Oh. I, I need to get you out and get, have you watch a couple of those. Oh, please don't. Please don't. Maybe. I'll think about it. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it later down the road. Maybe maybe when State come around. Maybe I'll, that's probably where I'm going to see some six-man ball. Anyways, thank you all for listening to the Hub Sports Podcast. We'd like to hear from you all. Send us an email at sports at carneyhub.com. Give us your feedbacks. What do you like? What you don't like? What you want to hear more? What do you want to hear from us more? We want to hear from you guys. We want to continue to get better and continue to ride this wave. Um, follow us on our Twitter Twitter pages at Sports Hub Blog, 
Um, follow Buck at Hubsports underscore Buck, B-U-C-K, or follow me uh, at the pistol underscore D-A underscore P-I-S-T-O-L. Thank you all for listening to the Hub Sports Podcast, and it's pronounced Ogalala. Thank you. Thank you.